In today's episode, we have Alishba Lakani with us, and she's going to talk about how you can plan for your success when creating your online course business. You will also get to hear how to find out if your business will be able to scale in the future, the right order to create a course and what you should do first, and the importance of having good design when creating your marketing strategy. And now, on with the show. Welcome to the Online Course Igniter podcast, where you'll hear from successful course creators and how they were able to turn their passion into a thriving online business empire. What's up, everyone? Thank you for listening to the podcast today. We have a special guest with us, Alishba Lakani from ALD Creative, who is really going to help us today with our course creation, uh, marketing messaging, our marketing strategy, and just how you can plan for the success of your online course in your online business. It's a pleasure to have you today. How are you doing? Hi, Jeremy. Thank you so much for having me on today. I am doing great. <laughs> it's, it's a Friday. I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm I'm excited. I've been recording all week and uh, just got a couple more episodes to go and I can take a little break after that. So I'm excited too that it's Friday. <laughs> so yeah, I always like to start this podcast at the beginning of someone's story, just kind of hear a little bit of background of uh, where you came from, what you were doing before you got into this world. And then how did you transition into helping others with online courses? Yeah, of course. So like you said, my name is Alish Lakani. I am the owner of ALD Creative. Um, and my story actually dates back to my corporate years. I've been in the corporate world for the last 10 to 12 years. And I had a rough time. Like, you know, it's great when you can do it all. And shortly after I had kids, I realized you really cannot do a nine to five with twins, which is what I had. I had twins. Um, they're two and a half years old now. And my husband at that time was traveling all the time. So I had a little bit of a break. I actually got laid off while I was pregnant, was able to have my kids and spend a little bit of time with them. And I realized that my ideal day is not hanging out with two, like two twins who are always crying and need me every second of the day. Mm -hmm. And I realized I needed to do something for myself. So I actually went out and found my dream job, um, went back to work and they were about three months old. And that job was, I was the director of marketing at an energy company, right? And I live in Houston, Texas. So energy is where you want to be. Um, it was amazing until it wasn't. I found myself in the same position as a lot of other parents, a lot of other moms, especially where you're not able to keep your nine to five. Um, your mindset is totally different after you have kids. You're always stressing about your job and you're always stressing about your kids. So I actually got laid off for the second time from my dream job. And I realized like, that's just not where I want to be in life. If I'm going to work so hard and I'm going to sacrifice my time with my family, it's not going to be for somebody else anymore. It's going to be for me. And what I wanted to do and what I needed to do was to be depending on myself alone, being able to utilize what I know and what I, I knew that I could help others with and creating my own path. I did not want to follow the corporate ladder anymore, which is like, as a child, that's all I wanted to do is like, oh, I want to work at a big company. I want to go and follow the corporate ladder. And at that time, I guess nobody really tells you like, once you get really far high up in the corporate ladder, 
they kind of like pick you off and push you to the curb because you cost them too much. And I knew that my financial goals were very ambitious. And I realized if I wanted to do that, I wanted to do that for myself and not for other people. My background was in marketing. So I realized as my own business owner, like me as the owner of my own business, I actually had the capability to choose what I wanted to do for the first time in my life. So I realized I loved designing. I loved making things look beautiful. I loved connecting messages. I loved helping small business owners and entrepreneurs kind of spread their wings and help them fly. And like when they just understand something and they have that like aha moment come off in their head, that's what I live for. Like I would love to serve those types of people. So that's kind of where like my marketing interest comes in. Like I enjoy doing websites. I enjoy creating courses and everything that kind of goes along with those two things, including messaging, planning, strategy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Awesome. Definitely. And we will definitely dive into all of those topics. And I can 100% relate to your story because when I started eight years ago, uh, our children were uh, one and three, I believe, somewhere around there. So we had some some young toddlers and it is difficult. It is very uh, strenuous and it's a whole nother job in itself. And I give my hats off to uh, any mothers and fathers out there who's who's raising babies because it's not easy. <laughs> and then COVID hits and there's nowhere to go. <laughs> no escape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They shut down all the playgrounds. So what do you do now? Right. Um, so very good. So let's talk a little bit more about the job. So when you decided that you wanted to create your own business around this marketing realm, how long ago was that? Believe it or not, it has been maybe six or seven months. Not very long. And I was really confident that I could do this because of my background, because of where I came from. And I wanted to get out there and offer what I had to the world. Yeah, definitely. You've been uh, fine-tuning these skills for years. And so it's not new to you. Um, you're just going down down this adventure now to help others, which is wonderful because uh, this industry is growing. Um, online courses, education isn't going anywhere anytime soon. So it's great to have people like you out there. So um, yeah, let's go ahead and we can start talking about um, some of the things I wanted to discuss with you today. So let's imagine that someone has an expertise in a particular topic and they would like to create an online course and they were to come to you with an idea, what would be some of the first steps that you would take them through to uh, start you know, working on that message and working on their course? Yeah, absolutely. That is a really good question. People master all types of skills and they don't realize how truly unique their skills are. It comes so easily to them. So they think, oh, like this should be easy to everybody, but it's not. And that's why you have all of these courses coming up because people realize they actually hold something valuable. I think if somebody has an idea of, I want to have a course, I want to build a course, what do I do first? I think they immediately think, oh, let me, let me start building the actual course. And my instinct would be like, hold up, pump the brakes a little bit, if you want to make something profitable and if that's their end goal, right? If it's just to spread passion and joy, then like by all means, like do what you want to do. Um, but if you want to establish something that can grow with you, that can scale with you, that you can then um, turn into a profitable business, I would say first, is somebody out there willing to pay for this service that you're offering? Like, let's look at your service. Let's define it a little bit more. What is it that you're truly offering? 
and is somebody willing to pay for it? And if you go out in there and do that research, you know, maybe there's people, your competitors are doing similar things and you see that there is a market for it. That's when we can start crafting our message, figuring out what is it that you're really teaching. And when I say teaching, I don't mean like if you're a copywriter, you're teaching copy. You're teaching them how to express themselves. There's a difference between teaching somebody to write and teaching somebody to lay out their feelings and their world, you know? So what is it that you're actually teaching and define that and then go out and sell it? And once you've had maybe like a beta, like set of folks that want to buy it, then you know you have something valuable. Then you go back and start outlining the actual details of what you're teaching. Does that make sense, Jeremy? Uh, It makes more sense than you know, because (laughs) this is where I went completely wrong and I did it the wrong way, which I've found talking to you and talking to other people on this podcast that, like you said, a lot of people have this expertise and they want to go out and start making the course immediately on that subject matter. And they go and they spend six months or a year, uh, you know, investing in equipment and all this stuff. They put this course out there and then they find out that you know, maybe people didn't want that, or maybe it's not the right kind of information that someone's looking for. So I absolutely love what you said there. So let's imagine that, you know, someone has this this expertise and they want to go find out if there is people who would be interested in this subject and learning this uh, material. What is the best way that you have found for someone to do that? Okay, this is going to sound so basic, but I promise it works. Just start talking about it. Tell everybody you know and ask them to tell everybody they know about what your idea is and say, hey, would you be interested in something like this? Do you know somebody that would be interested in something like this? And start to come up with your people, right? Not everybody that you meet is going to fall in love with your idea, right? But you really don't need those people. You only need your people. Who are your people? And start gathering them. And I, I mean, I hate to say put an email list together, but Essentially, that's what you're doing, right? You're forming a community. You're getting in communication with the people that might be interested in what you're doing. And once you feel like there's actually interest there, that's when you can take the next step. Okay, very good. So we go and and we see if there's interest. So what you're saying is it's kind of important to start with the audience first. Yes, yes, very important. Nobody wants to sell to an empty room, right? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I always I always imagine this too when they do a a new movie and they don't just come out and and you know put the movie out in theaters and then go try to find the people they right. spend months promoting the movie getting people interested and then when that movie goes live then there's already people who are begging uh, to get tickets and and get into that theater. Absolutely that's the that's a very very good example. Cool. Okay. So let's imagine that that we get some interest. We find, okay, this is a great topic. Um, I'm getting a lot of interest. People are saying, you know, sign me up now. Here's my credit card information. So what would be the next steps into uh, creating the course or refining that message? Oh my God, take that credit card information so fast. (laughs) (laughs) If you're lucky enough that you found those people on the first go around, run with it. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I find that I wish it was that easy, but I I do want to backtrack a little bit and and let folks know that I don't think it's ever that easy. There are so many challenges in your business and my business, like you go through ups and downs. Um, but I do want to say, like, don't don't give up. <laughs> Keep going. To put one foot in front of the other. 
But, you know, if it ever comes a point in time where people are just handing over their credit cards, I would um, first take down that information and second, start asking them what they want, right? Like, because at this point, you see that there's interest, you have a general idea of what you want to do. And these men or women are wanting that, that idea to come to fruition, but you want to be able to manage expectations, right? What if you had some other ideas and they are thinking of something different? So I would say, ask a whole bunch of questions, like use that and let them know too, right? Use them as a beta group. Let them know that this is what you're doing, that you want to make sure um, that you're serving them to the best of your ability. What is it that they want to see? It's, it's very similar, Jeremy. Like when somebody comes into a Facebook group, the questions are not there for, you know, just, just for fun. They're there because that's your crowdsource, right? That's, that's where you get your content from. Like, what is it that people want? And then that's what you give them, right? And, and hopefully that falls into where your expertise and your passion also lies. And you, you just ask them what they want. Am I making it like over simple? You ask them <laughs> what they want and then you give it to them. Like, is that, should, do I need to complicate this more? No, no. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I don't think that people actually think about this. And that's, I'm glad that we're talking about this because there's so many people. And I'm telling you now, I've talked to uh, thousands of people who have created the course over you know, the past eight years I've been doing this over random podcasts, my own Facebook group, and people do not take this step. And I'm so glad that you're saying it because it's so important. If you have people telling you exactly what they want, it becomes so much easier to create the course and create the marketing around that because now you're just giving people what they want. If you ask them and they say, I want an apple and you bring them an orange, well, they're going to be upset with you. But if they say, I want an apple and you go get an apple and bring it back to them, that's what they're going to be happy to buy that apple from you, correct? Absolutely. I actually do have a little story if it's okay. Um, yeah, definitely. I, yeah. So I actually have um, a client who is uh, a bookkeeper and she realized there's a lot of people that are coming to her prematurely. Like they're not ready to outsource yet, you know? And what she wants to do and what she created her course about is um, teaching them how to do their own bookkeeping with the right systems in place. But a lot of times, like, as the course creator, you are so deep in what you do and you start talking about it. I mean, you've, you've probably been doing it for a little bit if you're creating a course about it, right? And you just start talking about it just normally and you use all these like fancy words and she was like income and income statement and profit and loss and like all, all this other stuff, which I should know because I went to business school, but not everybody knows these things, right? right. And she's just rattling on and I'm like, hang on time out. Like when you create a course, yes, you have to know your craft, but you have to know how to teach, right? When you're, when you're teaching a child, their ABCs, you're not doing A to Z in the first go. You start with A, then you start with the B, then you start with Z. Uh, C, not Z. <laughs> I'm trying to like move fast through life. Okay. Um, no, but like it, you have to be able to break it down to where they're seeing it. You have to be able to understand the problem, not the complex problems that you are now going through, but the problems that they're going to start with. What is it that they have to overcome to get to the next step? And it's really important to be able to do the first things first. And as a teacher, as, as like the course creator, you're not always able to get to that level. So the best thing when, when someone, if you have an audience that's looking for your help, you ask them, like, what is it that you're looking for? And that kind of helps you take your journey back. Like it helps you reflect on how did you start? And that's where you help them start. And a lot of people have trouble going back to the beginning because they are masters at their craft. 
And like, how can people not know the basics, you know? And as course creators, we have to keep that in mind that we do have to bring it to everybody's level. And we have to assume that everyone's starting off at the base level and build from there. It's just like building a house. If you don't have a strong foundation, then the rest of it really isn't going to sit well either. Yeah, I love that. That's a good analogy. And you're absolutely right. You know, we have all this jargon and, and technical terms in our head and we start spewing that off and that, that really turns people away. But if you're asking people what they need help with, they're telling you exactly the way that they would say it. Um, so that's brilliant. So let's imagine, okay, we're, we're growing our audience. We're asking questions. People are saying, this is what I want in the course. Uh, we go we create that information, we throw it up on a platform, and then the next day we make a million dollars. That's how it goes, right? Absolutely. Sign me up. <laughs> so uh, there's definitely a marketing aspect to this that has to go um, into making sure that you're getting your message across and that you're reaching the right people when you're ready to launch and sell it. So can you uh, talk a little bit on the marketing and the messaging and how we get that correct? My biggest um, advice to people would be plan for your success. Don't put something out there and think the world is going to come to you. Like if you build it, they will not just come. You have to plan for your success, right? Like if you want to buy a car, right? You don't just say, hey, car, you're going to come to me. No, you have to go to the dealership. You have to look at which car you want. You have to go look at financing options. You have to figure out where the down payment is coming from to figure out where the monthly payments are coming from. And then you can go and buy the car, right? I hope at least most people do this. Um, you don't just say, hey, car, I know you're going to show up at my doorstep one day. And it's just like building a website. I tell people you can't just build a website and or build a course and expect people to show up. You have to prime that audience a little bit. Like you have people that are interested. You have feedback from them on which way you want to go with the course. But if you, it's not like you can talk to them once and they're going to remember you, right? How many times do you need to meet somebody, especially in the online space, before they remember who you are? That's why email marketing exists, right? To keep people at the top of mind. That's why there are communities inside social media platforms. That's why social media is blowing up the way that it is. You can't just shake hands once and assume that that person is guaranteed for life. You have to continuously serve them, right? So first, you talk to them. You see what, what you're coming up with. They're interested. Hopefully, they hand you a credit card. But you have to keep in touch with them. You have to remind them, hey, remember, you are interested. I'm working on building it. What do you think? Are you? Would you like to be on my list for the launch? Then you have to launch to them. Then, you know, there's a whole bunch of other steps that you do before you just put it out there. And and like you said, it's about, it's that movie excitement, right? When that movie is coming out, how many commercials do you see for that movie before the movie actually releases? They don't do a little teaser a year from when the movie is released and then expect you to show up at the premiere. They, they put all those advertisements in place for a reason. It creates that buzz. It creates that excitement. And then they go to see the movie. So, I mean, I would definitely say plan, plan to be in their email boxes plan to be in their social media, plan to, to have a launch. I know a lot of people do like evergreen courses, which is like a course that never expires. Like just to clarify, like it's just always available. You can buy it at any time. And then people do um, closed cart courses, right? Where it's open at a certain time and then the cart closes within a week or within two weeks, which creates that like excitement and buzz. Like, oh my God, I have to get in now. It creates a little bit of FOMO for a lot of people. Like, mm -hmm. if I don't get it now. I'm not going to get in for like another year. 
So there's different ways to launch it. And I would say even with an evergreen uh, course, still plan to launch it. You don't have to close the cart, but still plan to launch it. Give something away, you know, a bonus or something like that during the launch so that they're getting something more than they would if they were just signing up at a regular time. But plan for those launches. Plan to put in the effort. I feel like the biggest misconception is creating a course is um, passive income. It is not passive income, at least not at the beginning. The beginning, you do have to talk to your audience again. Stay in top of mind. Build that infrastructure so that when you do release it, people are there. Are you struggling to create your first online course? Do you have an idea for a course topic, but don't know how to get started? It can be hard trying to figure out everything that goes into course creation. How do you outline your course? How do you set up the technology to create the content? How do you publish it so that you can begin helping others and making money immediately? We know it can be difficult for first-time course creators. That is why we have designed the Start Your First Course Challenge. Our goal is to help you get that online course published within a couple of weeks. That means that you can get your digital product to market without wasting a bunch of time. We will show you how with the easiest methods possible that we have learned and crafted over the years. You'll learn how to choose a topic, outline your course, script what you want to say, and then record the material. After that, you'll discover how to set up the platform and publish it all with a simple system that's guaranteed to get you results fast. Beat your procrastination by taking action today. Go to startyourfirstcourse.com now to sign up. That's startyourfirstcourse.com. See you in the challenge. So talking about some of these marketing strategies that you mentioned and, and planning for the success of your course, um, I know a lot of people get overwhelmed because as you said, there's different ways to launch a course. There's evergreen, there's open and closed cart systems, there's uh, beta programs. And then, you know, there's different ways that you can launch your course. You can do it through social media, you can do it through email marketing. There's all these different aspects and that can be very overwhelming. So for the beginner out there who has just created a course and they're kind of in this phase where they have an audience, but they're ready to start promoting that, can you just give us some tips or some strategies where they could create a definite plan? Because what I fear is people get overwhelmed by too many decisions. So yeah. how do you figure out which marketing strategy you're going to use to launch your course? I am actually not going to give you tricks or tips. What I'm going to tell you is something very, very basic. Get help. And when I say get help, I don't mean go out there and spend a bunch of money on marketing strategists or course creators, which is, I think, what you and I both do, Jeremy. Like, we're more than willing to help, but I'm not saying you need to spend all this money doing that. I'm saying there are so many ways to get information nowadays, right? Like, literally at the tips of your fingers, utilize those resources and create a path for yourself. But listen to what people are telling you, right? Like, if you follow somebody that has gone down a proven path, follow that path. You don't have to make it up. You don't have to make all the decisions. You don't have to get overwhelmed. There are so many free podcasts such as yours and, and many, many others, but also don't follow everybody and their mom. Pick one person that resonates with you and what you're trying to do and follow that path. Everything works. 
email marketing works, social media marketing works, creating fear and urgency works, evergreen works, everything works. But if you do a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of that, it's none of it is going to work. Follow one person. It could be for free. If you have a little bit to invest, you can do that. But get help because you don't know what you don't know. And if you follow that one person and follow the one proven path, then you're bound to get there. Your success is inevitable because you keep showing up and you keep moving forward and you put one foot in front of the other. But also don't follow everybody. <laughs> Take that one person. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that advice. And and um, that's something that I've recommended to others too, is finding someone successful who you, like you said, resonate with someone that um, has your same values, your same ideas, maybe even has the same kind of structure in their marketing that you would like to implement. And you don't want to, you know, copy them verbatim because that's just yeah, plagiarism, but you can definitely look at their, their structure of their their business and say, this is working for them and I can do the same. I mean, even on this podcast, after talking to over a couple dozen um, guests, I, I've had people who have done Evergreen. I've had people who have had open and close launches go listen to the podcast and say, wow, I, I really like this person. They make a lot of sense. I like what they're saying and then follow that path. But then don't give up and then chase the new shiny object, right? Yes. Don't have shiny object syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, so now I want to ask you another question. Um, this is a, a little different and I want to hear your side of this. So earlier on when we were talking, you were talking about the importance of having compelling design in your, your marketing strategy and in your course. And I know from experience that there are two sides of the coin, um, two different ways of thinking about this. First, you have the people who say that design is important. It elevates your brand. It gives you awareness. It looks more professional. And then there's the other side of the coin who of people who say design is not important. It's kind of a waste of time. It isn't as, as important as the value that you create. And if you have good value, design really doesn't matter. So I would love to get your thoughts on design aspects of marketing. Well, as a designer, <laughs> <laughs> I would say design is important. <laughs> Short answer, long answer. You know, when you when you visit a website, go to any website, right? Or if you go to, I don't know, if you go to Prada or Chanel, the ambiance is different, right? It's not tangible, but you feel it. Versus you go to Walmart or Target. The ambiance is a little different, right? Would you right. agree? The design is kind of like that. You know instantly, like in your gut, it takes half a second, half of one second for someone that's coming onto your website or your sales page to have an instant judgment about you. And I say judgment in like the kindest way possible, but as 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 humans, we we make quick decisions. We instantly see something and we think something. So when you go to somebody's website, it only takes you half a second to think, oh, is this a trustworthy website or is this not? Your brain has to make a lot of decisions in a day. So the less decisions and the less time that it spends making those decisions, the better, right? So it's not, the value is definitely important. The value that you have for your course is, is definitely, definitely, definitely important. You could have and be adding the most value possible more than all of your competitors. But if it's all written out in text, Tell me how many of today's audience is actually going to sit and read an entire page full of text only. And so design is really important because 
it allows the reader to easily move through the text. It allows them to actually capture the value that you're providing, right? Like if you provide all that value, but nobody's sticking around longer than a couple seconds to read it, you're losing that client or you're losing that prospect altogether. So value is definitely there. If you if your design is wonderful and you're not offering anything of value, then yeah, you're probably not going to convert. Value is there, but design is that ambiance. It's that feeling that they get. Do they trust you? Do they not trust you? Is this somebody like they make those snap decisions? Like, is this somebody that I will feel connected to? And that's based off of design and how you put your messaging out there. It's not what you put, but also how are you displaying it out there? Okay. Yeah. I like that analogy. I think that makes a lot of sense um, between the different stores. And so talking about design and being a designer yourself and maybe someone who doesn't have a, a design background, but they want to just you know amplify their brand and amplify their messaging. Can you give us some uh, strategies or tactics that you can use for a, a non-designer that would help them just have a little better design for their marketing? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, um, I just created a freebie on my website uh, and it's called five things that you need to build your website. And it's all focused around like the elements that you need for somebody to stick around and actually look at your website. It's totally free. If you go to aldcreative.com, actually, it's not even unconnected to my website. I can send it to you if you want, and then you can send it to your you know, folks that want to have a copy, or we can work out some sort of arrangement where I put it on my website and give you the link. Um, but basically, you, you don't need too many elements for your design to make sense, right? You need a clear headline. Like, why is it that people are coming to your website? You need a call to action. Like, what do they do once they come to your website? And you just, you just need to present it in a way where it's, it's not crowding their space. They're able to digest it and understand and like kind of give them bite-sized pieces. Okay. This, I think this was like the most vague answer I've ever given in my life, but um, do I need to elaborate on that a little bit more? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Let's go into it a little deeper and just kind of uh, give us some ideas. Um, so just thinking about, you know, I, I play guitar and that's my passion and I've created a guitar course and now I'm creating a landing page mm-hmm. and it's all text. Like you said, you know, I've written out all my copy or what I think is good copy, but, um, I'm just really lacking in some of those elements. So what could I do? Um, some simple things just to amplify that landing page. Headlines first and foremost, because you know that people are not going to read everything that you put on that page. So pick out the things that you want to stand out. And make them stand out, make them in bigger font, give some white space around them because white space is really important. That's one of the things you could do. Add images that complement some of your text. That's another way to break up some text. Add a testimonial, some social proof of somebody who's gone through this, right? So they're not just hearing it from you, but you actually have other people establishing your credibility. There, those are three good things. And then fourth, (laughs) call to action. Once you convince that person, not convinced, persuaded that person that you are the right fit for them, that's when you say, hey, sign up. Like, don't forget to make the actual invitation to sign up and actually take the course, right? Because you don't want to have to go through all that work and then forget to do the inviting. But I promise you, my freebie has all that information and more if you want it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, What we'll do is we'll post uh, all the links to that in the show notes for your freebie and your website so that when people are ready, they can go download that and check that out. So it sounds like when you're creating a website or a landing page, 
you have to be intentional. Almost like you said before, you have to plan for the success of your course and your your marketing. It's almost like you need to kind of plan ahead um, what your landing page is going to look like and, and have these things, like you said, your headlines, maybe some images, a call to action. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. Just take out a big piece of paper and just outline like, this is where I want to put my main message. This is where I want to have a little section that gives my credibility, like a little about me section, things that I have done in the past. This is where I want my testimonials. Even just having that sketch outline so that when you go and create it will give you so much structure and so much value. And it'll honestly also take you a lot less time to do it because you already have an idea of what you want to do. Yeah, I love that. Um, I uh, have a bit of a design background myself, but I can't draw worth anything. But <laughs> I have my whiteboard and I do something similar. You know, I do the boxes and the lines. I don't get real detailed with the artistry of it all, but, you know, just taking a box and, and drawing a box and saying, okay, this is where I put an image and then putting a couple lines and say, this is my text. And then maybe a, a little block to show a headline. It really does help you give an idea of the flow of that website or landing page. Yes, it does. And and something you did say previously is go find somebody else who is successful doing the same thing that you want to do, right? Do a little bit of research. How is it that they outlined their page? And, and no, you definitely don't copy, right? But you can say, hey, look, the placement of that there looks good. And I think it'll look good on my page. Obviously, your text is going to be completely different, but you can have a general idea and an outline that's that's similar, yeah, that's awesome. I love that. Very good. So um, just thinking about the audience who's listening, maybe they're kind of, you know, starting their course journey or they haven't created a course yet. And uh, they're just kind of, you know, figuring out how they're going to go about it. And, and we've talked about it a couple different aspects from the um, finding your audience to the creation, to the marketing and messaging. What would be maybe your number one biggest tip that you could give someone out there who is at the beginning stages of online courses? When you talk to people, write down what they say and repeat it to them in their words, not yours. Why would you say that that's important? So people buy for emotional reasons. They buy because they want to they want to complete something inside of them, right? And so if I'm saying I want to take a course in copywriting because I want to connect with somebody and you're saying I can help you with a copywriting course because I'll teach you how to write a sales page, I'll teach you how to write a paragraph, I'll teach you how to blog those don't connect to each other, right? You, Yes, you have all the features of what you're providing. You may be able to provide prompts and show people how to blog properly and all these other things. But if they're not feeling what you're serving, what you're, what you're trying to tell them, they're not going to buy. They will buy if you say, hey, I heard that you want to really copyright because you want to help people connect. I can help you copyright so that you can help people connect. That's in their language, what they understand. That I feel is the most valuable. They tell you what they want and then you use their words to say, this is what I'm going to give you. I love it. That is a, a great piece of advice. And I thank you for that. And I hope that helps someone out there. And I know that you've been in the marketing space for years and you have all this expertise and um, you've recently gone out with your business so that you can uh, help others, help course creators and expertise create uh, you know, online business and online courses, just thinking out a couple of years, um, if you could have everything you wanted, where do you see your business going and, and what would you like to achieve going forward? Um, I'm not 100% sure. 
I think everything is always a work in progress and you're constantly reevaluating. But if today I had to say, where do I want my business going forward in the next few years would be, I think I would be more on the strategy realm because I really, that is where my passion is. I'm great at implementation, but I find that when I'm helping somebody implement, they're not necessarily aware of how it all comes together. So if I can build that big picture for them and give them the roadmap and then actually help them do it, like that would be a dream come true. And then when I see like their success and they fly and they move forward, there is nothing else that beats that feeling. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, I hope you the most success going forward. And if someone is uh, struggling with strategy and they just really need some help and would love to find out more about you and your services, where can they do that at? I think the best place to connect with me would be my website, aldcreative.com. I'm happy to talk to people like face-to-face or Zoom-to-Zoom. There is actually a button on my website called Book a Free Consultation. It doesn't have to be a consultation. It could just be a chat. That is the best way to get in front of me. Um, And then you can also connect with me on Facebook just under my regular Facebook name. I do not have a group. Um, And that's just Alishba Lakani Dhanani. It has my married name too. So A-L-D Alishba Lakani Dhanani. We'll make sure that we link all that up in the show notes for people. And um, we'll give a link for that after we get off the call. And uh, yeah, thank you so much today for coming on, sharing your expertise with us. And I just hope that you have the most success in the future and can just help as many people as you can. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed talking to you. And even if a few people take away this message, I would absolutely love that. Thanks so much for joining us today, Alishba. You can find out more about her and her business by visiting aldcreative.com or you can get the show notes of this episode along with links and resources by visiting onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash 44. Have a great week, everyone, and I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in to the Online Course Igniter podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening so that you don't miss an episode. If you would like to learn more marketing strategies and how to sell your online course, then also check out our free community where we share tips, tricks, and tutorials at onlinecourseigniter.com forward slash community.